Welcome to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and Elder JC. Hello, Tallahassee. God bless you all for tuning in to the Stone Builders Hour today. This is a unique faith talk show sharing the good news with you and loved ones while building healthy relationships. You know, last week we shared about grace. Yes. What is grace? The true meaning of grace. And grace is personal. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 states, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So you need to keep listening. We're looking forward now to entering the holy feast or holy days, the days that we are taught as believers to observe. The Bible mentions seven holy days or group of days, also known as feasts or festivals. They are Passover, unleavened bread. Yes, that's right. First fruits. There you go. Pentecost slash weeks, trumpets, tabernacles slash booths, Purim, and the Day of Atonement. And I didn't mention Christmas or Easter. Yeah. We'll talk about that. <laughs> All right. Of those eight, seven are commanded in the Mosaic Law. Purim was a later development. Our goal is to discuss each one, what it signifies for God's people, how and when to celebrate it. Passover is also considered the Sabbath day. Yes, it is. So also, you can listen to us in many other ways. Um, our past shows and our current shows on iTunes, yep. Google Music, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and Spotify. You hear us everywhere. Praise God. But you know, you know, Josie, I had the opportunity to... Uh, uh, become a master chaplain, correct? A chaplain with a chaplain fellowship uh, ministry, where I have been licensed, ordained for whoa, a number of years, and uh, I just received an email recently uh, from uh, Chaplain Todd, and Chaplain Todd was sharing, and I thought I'd just share it uh, with uh, our audience before we get started. All right, good. Because this is great. so important, because this virus thing got everybody in a panic. Yeah. Everybody's going crazy. The economy is shut down. Stores are closed. Even though I was in a supermarket yesterday, and a woman with a baby stroller was up there coughing, not even covering up her mouth, and she had a baby stroller there. So we are living definitely in perilous times. But one of the things I just want to share, he said, like, and you know what? In just three short months, just like he did with the plagues of Egypt, yeah. God has taken away everything we worship. God said, you want to worship athletes? I will shut down the stadiums. You want to worship musicians? I will shut down the civic centers. You want to worship actors? I will shut down the theaters. You want to worship money? I will shut down the economy and collapse the stock market. You don't want to go to church and worship me? I will make it where you can't go to church. Ooh. Whoa! Isn't that what's going on right now? So if people who are called by my, my name, name will humble themselves, themselves yes, and Lord. pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and will heal their land. Yes. Maybe we don't need this vaccine. 
Maybe what we need is to take time of isolation from distractions of the world and have a personal revival where we can focus on the only thing in the world that really matters, and that is the Yeshua. Mm. Praise God. You know what? One of First Peter's five seven. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Praise God. I just had to get that out because this this uh, this thing is going on with uh, COVID nineteen. Oh, the whole economy is shut down. And when I saw the the National Guard going into New York City, the Army getting ready to go into California, this is America. But you know what? Uh oh. Uh, we're talking about the holy days. Yeah. So let's get started with the first holy feast known as Passover. All right. Well, stay tuned. We'll be back to speak on the holy feast, although pastor's got us all brought up now. <laughs> uh, but remember, your father, God, your father will compensate you for all you've been through. Praise God. And you get a short uh, segment of It Is Well With My Soul, sung by Whitley Phipps. We'll be right back. My name is Anne-Marie Baker, and I used to have severe, excruciating right arm and neck pain. Thanks to spinal decompression therapy from Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center, I no longer have any pain or discomfort, and my issues were resolved without having any surgery. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center has helped me enjoy my life again. At Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center, we unlock your potential to be the best version of you Build your body to excellent health. Hi, my name is Dr. Powell, and we take pride in giving you fast and friendly service that is tailored to your needs. We provide safe, comfortable, and effective treatments using state-of-the-art equipment. Life is full of adjustments, so get yourself realigned for better, healthier future today. Call 402-9061. That's 402-9061. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. Online at dynamicspineandwellness.com. Guess who? It's me, Elder JC, asking your support for Livingstone's Parenting Engagement Services. What is it? It will help parents be more active in their children's lives. Other ways to support? Donate online at WeLivingStones.org or call us at 850-219-0091. Remember, your donation is tax-deductible. Man, what did you get on that math test? Dude, I failed it. I got an F. Bro, it was kind of hard, but I got to be on it. I thought I knew the answers, but I missed some days from school. Were you sick? Nah, just didn't feel like coming. Look, man, every day you miss school, you fall further behind in your classes. You miss information that help you pass quizzes and tests. It's important that you come to school. Don't become a statistic. When you skip school, you miss out on your potential. For more information, contact the Leon County Schools Office of Prevention, Intervention, Equity, and Services at 487-7306. We're back. Uh, you're, you're sitting around uh, enjoying 
with uh, taking time with uh, Pastor Gary Elder JC. Yes. We're talking about, and we're going to talk about this segment, the list and dates of all the feast days. Praise God. The, the dates for God's annual feasts, which are his holy days, vary each year based on the calendar used in the Bible. And uh, below are going, we're going to talk about dates later uh, when the feast days occur for the next few years. Uh, note that biblical days start and end at sunset. That's correct. And the Hebrew and biblical calendar uh, was the timekeeping tool that Jesus and the early church considered authoritative and used for the observance of God's annual feast days. Yes. Please note, the biblical calendar is considered one that is lunar solar, meaning that it rules attempt to harmonize the movements of both the sun for the seasons yes. and moon for the months. Uh-huh. This helps to observe God's annual feast days in their proper seasons. It's noted in Exodus 13.10. It speaks about eating of the unleavened bread for seven days. Thou shalt therefore keep this ordinance in his season from year to year. In Numbers 9, 1 and 3. 1 through 3. And the Lord spake unto Moses in the wilderness of Sinai in the first month of the second year after they were come out of the land of Egypt, saying, Let the children of Israel also keep the Passover at his anointed season. In the third verse, In the fourteenth day of this month at even ye shall keep his appointed season. Hmm, awesome. Uh, What's well, one of the things that we aren't doing well today in the church or as believers. So the keeping of the holy days, as you said, begins sunset to sunset. Yes. For 2020, the feast days are Passover is April the 8th. Days of Unleavened Bread is April the 9th to the 15th where we don't eat any leaven or yeast in our bread. Pentecost, May 31st, and this corresponds to our Memorial Day. Yes. Day of Trumpets, September the 19th. Day of Atonement, September the 38th. Feast of Tabernacles, October 3rd through the 9th. And the last great day, October 10th. But we'll give an explanation of each of these. Right now, we're going to start with the Passover. Christ offered himself as the sacrifice when we repent of our sins, yes. mm -hmm. receive baptism, and agree to obey God and accept Christ as our Savior. Read up on it in Leviticus 23. It gives you the whole verses of all of the feast days. But 1 Corinthians 5, 7 says... Purge out therefore the old leaven. So we want you to know that it wasn't just the Old Testament. This is the New Testament. Purge out therefore the old leaven that ye may be a new lump yeah. as you are unleavened. For even Christ our Passover is sacrifice for us. Therefore let us keep the feast not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. And we know it's so true because even Jesus says you couldn't put 
new wine into Those. old wine skins. Yeah. So that's something that we need to look forward, and that is the reason for celebrating the feast. You know, if one thing that uh, we as believers we tend to put more focus on the New Testament without really understanding and reading the Old Testament. That's true. You can't have one without the other and the other without the, the, the one because it provides, the Old Testament provides the platform of the beginning and it carries it through. So God said that I know change. <laughs> and Jesus said, I ain't come to change the laws. But to fulfill it. And, and I think sometimes we as believers feel as though the New Testament is more important. But when God, when we really start researching and reading our scriptures, uh, it tells us ultimately that we need to be doing it line upon line hmm. and precept upon precept. And a lot of the precepts that we have that are our foundation is in the Old Testament. Yes, it is. Praise God. So following the Passover is a period of seven days. And you can find that in Leviticus 23, known in the Bible as the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Praise God. Mm -hmm. So leaven must be removed from the person's house before the feast begins. Removing the leaven teaches Believers to be diligent in overcoming, yet also teaches understanding and humility towards the sin of others. That's why God said He loves the, He hates the sin, but loves the, the sinner. sinner. Right. And we should treat our neighbors as we want to be treated. That's correct. Praise God. So God's holy days, they take place in three festival seasons that's spring, mm -hmm. uh, that's early summer, and that's fall. And in Exodus uh, 23, uh, 14 through 17, he says, Three times thou shalt keep a feast unto me in the year. Mm -hmm. Thou shalt keep the feast of unleavened bread. Thou shalt eat unleavened bread seven days. Ooh, well, that's, that's like one through seven, one, two. <laughs> As I commanded thee in the time appointed of the month a bit. For in it thou came out from Egypt, and none shall appear before me empty. So you ain't going to go hungry. That's, you well, might get tired of that bread. But when you think about that kind of unleavened bread, how many of us eat pita? It's that same thing. One of the things when you talk about removing in the Old Testament, they had to actually take the yeast and leaven bread out of the home for seven days so they couldn't even have it in the house yeah. and when I think about that we used to have a neighbor next to us remember living in Pensacola she was a pastor's wife oh yeah, yeah. and she made the best homemade bread <laughs> oh, the rolls and just the bread itself but she always had what was called and we knew this growing up called a starter and what it is is basically the yeast and sugar with a little bit of the dough that you could always use to start a new bread. So when he says remove the leaven, it's just not only the yeast, but it also may be that starter bread that you have too. So Passover and the seven days of unleavened bread occur in the spring. That's right now. Yes, it is. That's why 
what we're talking about. Praise God. <laughs> well, Passover is not a holy day. Mm. Passover ushers in the spring festival season. So we it starts the festival of unleavened bread, which runs a full week. And it's on the first high day, which is the 15th of the month. The last day of unleavened bread, the 21st, is also a holy day. In the Old Testament, Passover was celebrated as an annual memorial of God sparing Israel's firstborn and delivering the nation from bondage in Egypt, which you can find in Exodus 12. Because remember, he gave Pharaoh one last time and he said he was going to take the firstborn of everything, and which he did, and he killed the... Uh, the Pharaoh's son. Israel's slavery was a physical forerunner pointing to mankind's spiritual slavery to sin. In the New Testament, we see the fulfillment of this type as Jesus is sacrificed as the ultimate Passover lamb, which yes. you can find in 1 Corinthians 5-7. And as we talk about this, you can see the correlation between the Old and the New Testament. Mm -hmm. Just as the Passover lamb in the Old Testament symbolized God's deliverance from certain death, Christ, through his sacrifice, has delivered those called into spiritual Israel, the church, from eternal death. So just remember, church, we're talking about these or the Passover is the beginning of the feast days, um, the feast of the unleavened bread that we should be observing. Praise God. Well, well, let's take a uh, just a short break, and we'll hear from our sponsors, and then we'll come back on what Passover signifies. All right. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your glorious name. Man, do I love card night. You ready, boys? You got a king? Go fish that! Oh, come on! <laughs> this is WWE superstar Titus O'Neil. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Man, what did you get on that math test? Dude, I failed it. I got an F. Bro, it was kind of hard, but I got to be on it. I thought I knew the answers, but I missed some days from school. Were you sick? Nah, just didn't feel like coming. Look, man, every day you miss school, you fall further behind in your classes. You miss information that help you pass quizzes and tests. It's important that you come to school. Don't become a statistic. When you skip school, you miss out on your potential. For more information, contact the Leon County Schools Office of Prevention, Intervention, Equity, and Services at 487-7306. Guess who? It's me, Elder JC, asking your support for Livingstone's Parenting Engagement Services. What is it? It will help parents be more active in their children's lives. Other ways to support. Donate online at WeLivingStones.org or call us at 850-219-0091. Remember, your donation is tax deductible. When you shop Goodwill, you don't just bring home a vintage dress or cat lamp. You bring home so much good to your community because everything you buy funds local job training and more. Goodwill. Bring good home. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. 
Pastor and I are back to discuss more what Passover signifies. And just note that we're not talking about some of the so-called Christian holidays that many people are celebrating at this time. These are the actual feasts that we should be celebrating. That were handed down to Moses. Yes. And down to the church itself through yes. uh, the through Jesus himself and through the disciples because at the time he walked this earth, these are the actual feasts that he was also celebrating. Because remember, he got with the apostles during the Passover before his time uh, of his death. Passover reveals the love of God in the giving of his only begotten son to redeem mankind bringing remission of sin through his blood. Because remember, we couldn't do that. We couldn't, we, Adam broke the chain and Jesus being the second Adam had to come to shed his blood in order to make that connection um, again. I love this verse, John 3, 16 through 17. If for any other reason, all children should learn this because I believe this is the verse that sincerely connects us to God. But John three sixteen through 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Through his sacrifice, the new covenant has been ushered in, promising us eternal life. For those under the new covenant, the Christian Passover, and, as, and listen to that, I say the Christian Passover is a time of renewal and rededication of one's covenant relationship with God the Father and Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So this is a verse that I think it should be repeated over and over again to us. It's kind of our, should be our model of what we need to be looking forward to of our connection to God and, and the reconnection to God that we have through Jesus Christ. Praise God. In the Old Testament, Passover was celebrated as an annual memorial of God sparing Israel's firstborn and delivering the nation from bondage in Egypt. Yes. That's, uh, that's, that's scriptures, uh, Exodus uh, 12. Israel's slavery was a physical forerunner pointing to mankind's spiritual slavery yes. to sin. In the New Testament, we see the fulfillment of this type as Jesus is sacrificed as the ultimate Passover lamb. And let me read this out in 1 Corinthians 5, 7. Okay. It says, Purge out therefore the old leaven, yes. that ye may be a new lump, <laughs> yes. as ye are unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Praise God. Mm -hmm. So just as the Passover lamb in the Old Testament symbolized God's deliverance from certain death, Christ, through his sacrifice, has delivered those called into spiritual Israel, the church, from eternal death. And I think it's so important to note that God gave his best by giving his son, Jesus. 
And that is called agape love. That's just love without any conditions. Love that gives all that you have. Even when you think back on it and says, oh boy, could I have given any less? So it's evident that Jesus, who was God manifested in the flesh, instituted the new covenant Passover that we're calling the Christian Passover. We can call it the believer's Passover. We can call it uh, the old Passover that's new on the night of the 14th day of the first month. So we're talking April. When Jesus instituted the new ceremony of the Christian Passover, he did not change the day. See, we talked about that earlier. Or the frequency of observance. It's only that only the day changes because of the year and the difference between um, the, the moons and the suns, which one detects seasons and one detects months. The new ceremony, though, consists of one additional thing mm-hmm. and that's foot washing because remember Jesus sat the disciples down and told them he was going to wash their feet right. and Peter got upset with them uh, but he said if he, if he wouldn't be allowed to wash his feet he wouldn't be a disciple he said well Lord not wash not only my feet but all of, all me. of me So, uh, but it's the foot washing uh, the eating of unleavened bread and the drinking of wine Hmm. Historically, the seven <laughs> days. I'm not no, going there. Uh, uh, right. Was it Mogan David or <laughs> no, uh, no. Scotto? Remember, or, uh, remember, okay. uh, Jesus only did the best. He had the good. Oh, he had the, the good, good side. Yes. Historically, the seven days of unleavened bread pointed to the time when God, of course, we said that before, led Israel out of the land of Egypt. Exodus 12, 17, and also referencing Exodus 34, 18. And it reads, And ye shall observe the feast of unleavened bread, for in this selfsame day have I brought your armies out of the land of Egypt. Therefore shall you observe this day in your generations by an ordinance. How long? Ooh. Forever. How long? Forever and How long? Ever, so, ever, tell us the audience, in our audience, this is an ordinance we are to observe forever. forever. So, That's just one year. Yes, every year. So, spiritually, this festival refers to God. Not in December. <laughs> Spring. Yes, this is the spring festival. Spiritually, this festival refers to leading the saints out of sin as they strive to become unleavened, free of sin. Yes. And it yes, because let me that reminds mm-hmm. me of um, when I was a chaplain at the Vakala Correctional Institution, and uh, I was having a church service. And uh, you were there. You were there uh, with me. That was on a Sunday. It was over in the main unit. And the uh, Lord just dropped in my spirit to, to wash the men's feet. Yes. And I had a bucket of water. I had a towel. And after we did the service, and, and I started to uh, have men come up, and I was washing their feet. The Holy Spirit yes, broke it out. Those men never had 
they never had anyone humble themselves uh, to, to, to go so low as to wash their feet. And I tell you, that was a transformation time of those men. It wasn't because of me. That was the Holy Spirit that led to, you do, to that. do that. Right. Boy, did they have some dirty feet. <laughs> oh, God. That's awesome. But, you know, now, you can't do that now with the virus going on. You had to put on some yeah. gloves. But, but I just think for me... Mm why I, the men appreciated it that much was that you also being an outsider because you're yeah. coming from the world and to teach them Bible study but that you would actually take on that humble experience to do that so they were not only just proud they were just they were enthralled. They were enthralled right. that you would even do something like that for them, yeah. and that is truly a prime example of how Jesus wants us to be. He wants us to love the least of these. Mm-hmm. And the Bible meaning of the Passover for the New Testament Christian it revolves around the sacrifice of Yahuwah, yeah, uh, or say Yeshua. Praise God. Jesus the Christ. Yes. It is his memorial of his death as the true Lamb of God. Believers, partake of unleavened bread and wine in remembrance of the sacrifice of Jesus' beaten body and the shed of his blood. This sacrifice, oh God, makes possible the forgiveness of our sins. You know, please note that this also includes the washing of feet symbolizing Christ's true character. But the character he wants all believers is to develop. Oh God. Note that John is the only one of the four gospel writers to record Jesus washing the disciples' feet humbly. By partaking of the Passover symbols of bread and wine, not milk and David. Oh, that's right. That's a cheap. Maybe it's that that hundred year wine. Well, I don't know, but it was good. Right, praise God. <laughs> I'm just, you know, a lot of folks say you ain't supposed to drink no wine, but he, you're allowed to do it during this time. Yes. He wants the bread and he wants you to drink the wine that represents his blood. Yes. And we are proclaiming our continual faith. In Jesus Christ. The next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And that's in John 129. Praise God. So, oh Lord, we just need you right now. Uh, just stay tuned and uh, and we'll be right back. Well, I wanted, before we okay. just go off, I just wanted... I'm all to, up in the spirit. I'm, yeah, up in, I see, I'm still not looking here. at Christ down here <laughs> washing people's feet. Um, but one of the things that um, when we talked about the removal of the leaven on the night of the first Passover in Egypt, and this is kind of following up uh, about 1 Corinthians 5, 7 through 8, about removing the leaven from their houses. It was a practice that even um, those of us who are believers should be doing today. I'm trying to think. I think I have some yeast up in my closet I might have to remove. But leaven has a fermenting action that illustrates the corrupting power of evil. Hmm. Since Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed, 
the church ought to have an unleavened house. Otherwise, the yeast of sin can spread if unchecked. Ignored discipline does, denies the purpose of Christ's death. So he is doing this in order for us to be purified, in order for us to not be associated with sin. So we need to really look at these holy feasts as honoring God yes. and honoring Christ, but also honoring ourselves because we're saying that we are truly still committed to God for saving us out of the land of Egypt, the land of sin. So our Egypt could be here, Tallahassee, Florida. Our uh, Egypt could be uh, California. Our Egypt could be anywhere, anywhere. where the, you're listening to my voice. So we need to commit ourselves to these feasts in order to concur what we're doing. Praise God. So stay tuned, and we're going to come out with hearing what God implies through the Passover. To the Stone Builders Hour, a unique talk show hosted by Pastor Gary and Elder JC every Thursday at 5 o'clock on Wave 94.1. Carter's Corner provides expert athletic consulting to agencies, sports programs, and families. Services include fundraising, community events, football camps, career planning, and vending. Carter's Corner offers quality coaching to athletes and highlights their actions on the field and classrooms to college recruiters. Call Sam Carter, 850-510-6702, or email carterscorner at me.com. Carter's Corner is also a 501. 1C3 nonprofit. My name is Rodney Vickers, and I suffered from excruciating pain and discomfort in both legs. And I was told there was nothing that I could do. After consulting with Dr. Powell at the Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center, I began a nerve restoration program, and today I am able to walk and run without any pain, and I am in better shape than I've been in years. At Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center, we unlock your potential to be the best version of you and build your body to excellent health. Hi, my name is Dr. Powell, and we take pride in giving fast and friendly service that is tailored to your needs. We provide safe, comfortable, and effective treatments using state-of-the-art equipment. Life is full of adjustments, so get yourself realigned for a better, healthier future today. Call 402-9061. That's 402-9061. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. Online at dynamicspineandwellness.com. We're back, uh, boy. You know what? This is uh, this is amazing. Uh, uh, when we talk about the seven feast days, we're only mm-hmm. talking yes. about that's over a quarter. You know, you got spring, summer, and fall. Correct. That we used to, we divide those up into the holy days and. Uh, but one of the things that we're going to talk about the seven days, uh, 
this is a memorial to the Feast of Unleavened Bread. That's, That's correct. where our focus right. is on. Which starts with Passover and moves into Unleavened Bread. So God gave Moses a directive for Passover. Yes. He says seven days. That's in Exodus 12, 15. Mm -hmm. Seven days shall y'all eat unleavened bread. Even the first day you shall put away leaven out of your houses. Now, right. We talked about it earlier. Right. For whosoever eat Unleav eat leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that soul shall be cut off from Israel. Uh oh. Mm. You cut off. And in the first day there shall be a holy convocation. And in the seventh day there shall be a holy convocation to you. No matter work shall be done in them. Say that which every man must eat, that only may be done of you. Mm. And ye shall observe the feast of unleavened bread, for in this self same day have I brought your armies out of the land of Egypt. Correct. Therefore shall ye observe this day in your generation by an ordinance for ever. Mm. I drop down to 19. Seven days shall there be no leaven found in your houses, for whosoever eat that which is leaven, even that soul shall be cut off from the congregation of Israel, whether he be a stranger or born in the land. Ye shall eat nothing leaven in all your habitation, Shall you eat unleavened bread? Mm. So the Bible teaches seven meaningful holy days, but not the major holidays as we celebrate today, like Christmas and Easter. Correct. The reality is that the Bible forbids the observance of holidays like Christmas and Easter mm. that have their origins centuries before the birth of Jesus Christ. Now let's examine holy days versus holidays. Yes. God warned his people not to seek to learn how other nations worship their pagan gods. Mm. He said in Deuteronomy, ye shall not worship the Lord your God in that way. For every abomination to the Lord which he hates, they have done to their gods. Mm. For those that this occurred for so long, this is what Christ stated in Matthew 15, 9. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandment of men. Wow. Mm. And, and that same vein is what Jesus stands um, when he talks about his own words in Mark 7, 8 through 9. For laying aside the commandment of God, you hold the tradition of men. All too well you reject the commandment of God that you may keep your tradition. Yeah. And remember, this was the time when the apostles were out and they were eating uh, one Sabbath with unclean hands. <laughs> and Jesus and the Pharisees got on Jesus about them not washing their hands. And he just basically came out and said, that is not God's commandment. He says, you're making it up as you go along. Jesus charges these opponents with actual disobedience of God's commandment through their preference for the oral law. It's just as we talked about Christmas and Easter, these were holidays yeah. that were pagan initiated that, that in order to bring more and more people into the faith, we incorporated some of their pagan holidays into our rituals. Yes. This is against God's law. 
called chimes in the same it goes way. Back to Constantine. That's right. And at the Council of Nicaea. Council of Nicaea. We're not going there. You know, we won't go there. All right. That's a study right there. That is. A study on the Council Const- of Nicaea. I think it would and be great. Constantine the, the king. Yes. And how mm-hmm. they changed. The ho- they changed the Sabbath. Time. The Sabbath was changed. They changed the, hol- the holy days to holidays. So, but Paul also chimes in with his letter to the Colossae. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the principles of the world and not according to Christ. So again, we're repeating that we're supposed to be following the law, but if we're not following the law as God commandment, then we're following men. A little research reveals that many, and we just mentioned that earlier, of our traditional religious holidays are nothing but cleverly crafted remakes of ancient rituals disguised as Christian. That's why I always call myself a believer. Mm -hmm. This is not necessarily true of non-religious holidays. I mean, we have other holidays like Memorial Day, the 4th of July, Labor Day, and those those are observed because of our nation and what happened during those times. But we're talking about the spiritualness of the days that God gave us. Those days, like Memorial Day, Fourth of July, Labor Day, are not intended to be religious holidays right. and are acceptable yeah. to celebrate. It's a day off. Right. It's a barbecue. <laughs> right. A <laughs> fellowship. Friends, it, families. It, it, it's the list of holy days that we should be celebrating. Praise God. You know, uh, Jesus Christ, his apostles, and the early New Testament church, they all celebrated uh, these biblical festivals. Yes, they did. And you can find three quick examples by looking at John 737. And in John 737, it says, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. Praise God. He that believe on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Also look at Acts 2, 1, and also 1 Corinthians 5, uh, 7th grade, which we read earlier. Many are also surprised to learn that these feasts of the Bible are prophesied to be celebrated by all nations after Jesus Christ's second coming to establish the kingdom of God. Let me, can I interject something right here? One of the interesting things when you brought up Corinthians 5, 7 through 8, is it talks about the word, uh, therefore let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness, mm. but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. And this was based during the time when people would go to bazaars to purchase items. Um, we do that even today. But some of the merchants were unscrupulous. And what they would do is if a pottery of some sort that uh, would be broken, Mm -hmm. they would place wax in it 
to hide it. So because a lot of times people were buying this for what? Water, carrying water, storing their wine, their milk, other things. So people would pick up the pottery and hold it to the light to see the quality. Of the so if the light came through, they knew they weren't right, that they weren't going to buy it. Mm. So here, when they talk about um, us doing things with unleavened bread, they are, are actually talking about the sincerity of celebrating these holidays because we really should be doing it. What in truth, in spirit, and truth, and the truth is, this is what we should be doing. And they say, and the truth shall set you free. So just consider what the prophet Zechariah recorded about the time after Jesus returns to the Mount of Olives, which is in Acts 1, 9 through 11, uh, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye glazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like a manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Yes. And Zechariah 14, 4, and it shall come to pass that everyone who is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall go up from year to year to worship the king, the Lord of hosts and keep the Feast of Tabernacles. That's in Zechariah 14, 16. And the, the, the wow, I, I tell you, we aren't throwing bricks at man-made holidays. We are a Bible-based ministry. Yes, yes. We believe that the Bible, uh, through the prophets, uh, signifies the Word of God. I ain't talking about who wrote the Bible and how it came together and things of that nature, but it's a, it's the best document that and the best translations from the Hebrews, from the ancient texts, from the Greek, you know, from everything to bring it together to give us the Word. And how you really get that foundation, not only do you read the Bible, but you also read history. Yeah. When you look at the history, we talk about Constantine and Constantine. That's history. And when you look at the Bible during that time of history, then the scales will fall off your eyes and the plugs out your ear with thus says the Lord. And they said that truth shall set you free. And it's an amazing truth. Well, one of the things when we talk about um, the feasts that I think are important is that we're looking at talking about giving God the first fruits, giving God the best of what we have. And that goes all the way back to the beginning, to Genesis, when uh, uh, Cain and Abel were together as brothers. They were somehow that beginning process. They were taught how to give the best to God, to offer to God. Abel brought everything that he had uh without blemish. Cain, on the other hand, brought blemish items, so he was punished for that. So my thing is, if we're not following the law that God has given to us in the manner that it was given, then we're basically being disobedient. Right. Um, A major theme of the Bible is spiritual growth and bearing spiritual fruit. God uses the analogy of spiritual harvest as description of his awesome plan of salvation. Let's consider some examples that correspond with the harvest seasons. The first 
produce to become ripe in the spring was called the first fruits and was offered to God. You can find that at Exodus 23, 19. And then um, if you look at what the first fruits are, they are the first ripened part of the harvest, mm-hmm. furnishing actual evidence yes. that the entire harvest is on the way. And you know how it is. I, I'm a gardener and I love uh, growing things. And it's always fascinating to me to go out and find that first uh, tomato, that first uh, string bean, that first squash. And you're always amazed. And then if you miss one, say like as a harvest... It says it's the beginning of the harvest. When you miss one, sometimes you go back looking when yeah. you're at, yeah. at near the end of the harvest and you find one that's huge <laughs> because somehow you missed it and it just kept growing and growing. But according to Leviticus 23... You were spilling it yesterday, too. Yes, I was. You was out there and you come back, <laughs> oh, my arm, oh, my back. So that's why, so that's why that first, first fruit is because that's about your right. labor. Yes. It ain't going to pop up. All by itself. It sure does. Somebody got to toy the land. Somebody got to fertilize it. Someone True. has to water it. Yep. And it takes time. And that's why you greatly appreciate that first, when that fruit. first fruit pops up. And it's amazing. It's a miracle to take a little tiny seed, seed. after its own kind and then you plant it and then it pops up into a tomato. Uh, How did that happen? But or a lemon plant? Yeah. How did that happen? But everything that's in that seed is what that fruit is, but remember, the violence shall take it by force. That seed has to break, break open, has that, to bust that, through. Yeah, that husk. But let me go back to, according to Levit- Leviticus 23, 4-14, the first fruits in connection with the Passover were used to consecrate the coming harvest. Jesus died on the Passover, yes. and his resurrection is a promise of our own resurrection. And let me just go down to where I'm supposed to be at. But spiritually, um, like we said, Jesus was the perfect first fruit and the first one to be resurrection to immortality. But it says, but now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. And that's 1 Corinthians 15 through 20. I am the good shepherd, know my sheep. And am known of mine, as the Father know me, even to know I the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. Correct. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice. And there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore... Doth my father love me because I laid down my life that I might take it again? No man take it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received from my father. Praise God. Well, when you talk about that, uh, we always come back to Leviticus 23, and you really need to go through that because that gives you the feasts of the Lord. But one of the things that it talks about, the Feast of First Fruits, is Leviticus 23, 9 through 14. But I won't read everything. I just want to read the first two, 9 and 10. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, 
when you come into the land which I give to you and reap its harvest, then you should bring a sheath of the first fruits of your harvest to the priest. And he wants it um, going down to 12. And you shall offer on that day when you wave the sheath, a male lamb of the first year without blemish as a burnt offering to the Lord. And when it talks about something being unblemished, what is it? It's perfect. Yeah. It's complete. Yes. It's full. It's upright, sincere, spotless, whole, healthy, blameless. That's why Cain, God was angry with him. Because he gave God something that was blemished, that it wasn't complete, it wasn't whole, it wasn't healthy. Right. And this word first appears in Genesis 6-9, where Noah was perfect in his generations. Um, so when we talk about that, we're talking about something that's fit to bring before the king. And that's our Lord and Savior. Not only yeah. Yeshua, but God the Father himself. Well, they said, repent. Yes. Just says in... Sin no more. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, we're just having fun. We just love the Lord, JC and I, uh, ever present in our life. Uh, we are living testimonies if it had not been mm. for the Lord. And uh, so we're going to take a, another short break uh, to hear from our sponsors. And we'll be right back. Everyone wants a comfortable, quality, affordable home they can own and be proud of. Affordable home ownership is now a reality in Ricola Gardens in Crawfordville. Just 25 minutes from downtown Tallahassee or the beach. The developer with 40 years of experience builds each new home with modern kitchens, with two, three, or four bedrooms, and with many options such as screened-in porches, large garden bathtubs, and built-in electric generator plug-in outlets to help you make it through the next storm. Down payment and closing assistance for multiple government programs, credit repair, and mortgage loans are available. Call or text Lamar 850-727-3532 for an appointment to see your next home. That's 850-727-3532 or visit McCullough Garden Properties LLC.com. That's McCullough Garden Properties LLC.com. Guess who? It's me, Elder JC, asking your support for Livingstone's Parenting Engagement Services. What is it? It will help parents be more active in their children's lives. Other ways to support? Donate online at WeLivingStones.org or call us at 850-219-0091. Remember, your donation is tax-deductible. My name is Rodney Vickers, and I suffered from excruciating pain and discomfort in both legs, and I was told there was nothing that I could do. After consulting with Dr. Powell at the Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center, I began a nerve restoration program, and today I am able to walk and run without any pain, and I am in better shape than I've been in years. At Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center, we unlock your potential to be the best version of you and build your body to excellent health. 
Hi, my name is Dr. Powell, and we take pride in giving fast and friendly service that is tailored to your needs. We provide safe, comfortable, and effective treatments using state-of-the-art equipment. Life is full of adjustments, so get yourself realigned for a better, healthier future today. Call 402-9061. That's 402-9061. Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. Online at dynamicspineandwellness.com. Welcome back to the Stone Builders Hour. We pray that you enjoyed that last song. It was very inspirational, and I just thank God for choosing us to be here for you. And I pray that you can be with us by becoming a Stone Builders uh, partner. Join us uh, as we are on the front line sharing the good news uh, for all his believers and followers, especially now when. Uh, folks aren't allowed to congregate mm. You're not even allowed to go to church mm. You're not even allowed to take your kids to the playground So You can just be a supporter Of uh, Living Stones By uh, donating uh, to And have a prayer warrior uh, Covering you at all times uh, We are a 501c3 ministry But you can donate to uh, Dollar Sign through the Cash App mm-hmm. uh, Through Dollar Sign L Stones 51. Correct. That's dollar signs L Stones 51. And uh, make a donation. Doesn't matter what the amount is. Uh, we treat a $5 donation if it's a $500 donation because we are just thankful for anyone who sows into the kingdom. Also, you can go right to our website mm-hmm. at welivingstones.org. Find out who we are. Yes. We are, uh, even though this is a Stone Builders Hours, but it's hosted by Living Stones International. Correct. Uh, Living Stones, uh, we have uh, been blessed to provide so many different services and be actively involved with children and family. And we just thank God for, for using us. And as we are on this radio station, also know that you can listen to us on iTunes. That's right. Google Music. Yes. TuneIn. Mm-hmm. SoundCloud. Spotify, and soon and very soon, you're going to be able to go to uh, Living Stones Facebook page and be able to see our uh, services and be able to uh, hear our messages and be able to have a visual with it. And also YouTube. We have a YouTube channel uh, called Living Stones International. There's a whole bunch of Living Stones out there. But uh, we're going to make sure that when we do start posting on Living Stones, the audio, that you'll be able to know who we are because you're going to see our picture. Praise God. I got a beautiful wife. And uh, thank you. I fool everybody about being good looking. (laughs) Praise God. But I just thank the Lord that. Uh, that he doesn't see what's on the ex on it uh, on the outside. <laughs> he cares what's on the inside. Yes, he does. So we just thank you, God, for uh, for your grace and your mercy. And I just ask that you just bless those people who sow today. We just bless that you give them and open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. Uh, over them and protect their household against all the viruses. You know, right now, everybody's worried about the coronavirus, but right now you got about 50,000 people who just died from the flu. All right. So we have to be alert to diligent everything around us. One of the things that when you mention all of those things, the very fact that our 
government and all those who are participating to keep us safe has actually been telling people to wash their hands is been a real <laughs> eye-opener for me yes. because I'm a germaphobe. And so I'm constantly washing my hands. If I come outside, I'm washing my hands. You know, going to and from the bathroom, I'm washing my hands. So to say to let people know that they need to be washing their hands is kind of disturbing. Now I don't even want to kind of go outside around folks because it's like, you haven't been washing your hands. But who would have thought that uh, here's a Rabbit trail. We have uh, operated uh, and worked with children since 2012. Yes. After school programs, uh, taking children into the prison, Correct. working at the uh, uh, the Housing Authority, and working with kids over at, like last three summers. And so we've always had yes. sanitizer, sanitizer, yes, so, uh, wipes, Clorox wipes, yes. uh, spray. Yes. We were always because because kids they carry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you they won't. So we're always used to all this. So for us to have people now all cognizant, oh, we got to watch it. That's something that we did all along and taught our children in our program. Yes. And so I, we know that they're safe. But one of the other things that I love about this particular session is that if we are covered by the blood, yes. if we have faith in God, and if we are doing what he asked of us, then we can be safe. Yes, uh, the scripture teaches us that there are seven annual holy days which were ordained by God to be observed as special commanded assemblies. Oh, and you can read all of that specifically in Leviticus 23. Those particular verses are two and four. He gives a step by step. Wow. These holy days uh, that God portrays as a plan of salvation for mankind. Yes. He initially gave it to his chosen people. Mm -hmm. Which are the Hebrews. And which we know who they are. Mm -hmm. But he also ultimately wanted us as the chosen people to teach this to all mankind. To observe it with them in mind. So that they could come to the knowledge of truth. As originally given to the nation of Israel, God's holy days revolve around the annual harvest cycle and focus on nat national deliverance and material blessings. And I know a lot, you know, we get all our fruits and vegetables at any time of year and all of that, but I'm still an old fogey when it comes to certain fruits and vegetables <laughs> have to be in season. None of this buying all of it anytime. With seeds. Yes. Because all this, yes. because now you got grapes and everything. They're, that's not... And those, oranges without any seeds. seeds those are, uh, those, unfortunately, might be D GMOs. Yes. But when we were growing up, it's funny how children will remind you. My children, uh, my daughter was out shopping. She has four of her own. And she was saying the kids wanted uh, seedless grapes. <laughs> and she says, where are the grapes and seeds? And they says, what are you talking about? She says, when we were growing up, me, I would not allow, allow them to buy seedless grapes because that wasn't real fruit and they couldn't believe it. And now what? We don't even have any seeds in our grapes. Because I want to go back. Yes, I want to go back to seeds in my grapes. Because <laughs> you should be able to take those seeds and plant them. Exactly. From the grapes. Yes. Abounding with symbolism, the annual festivals were a type. Yes. If you go to 1 Corinthians 10, 11. 
pointing ultimately to salvation through Christ. God's annual festivals were observed by the children of Israel during Old Testament times, Leviticus 23, Deuteronomy 16, 1-17, 2 Kings 23, 2 Chronicles 35, Ezra 6, etc. So in the New Testament, we find that the Apostolic Church faithfully observed these annual high days as well. I'm going to read from Matthew 26, 7-18 that states, Now on the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying to him, Where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? And he said, Go into the city to a certain man and say to him, The teacher says, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. Yeah. So here you have Jesus having the disciples preparing for the Passover, but also for his own personal Passover because he was getting ready uh, to die on the cross. You can also find this in Acts 18.21, in 1 Corinthians 5.7-8. Um, so, And I'm going to read Acts 18.21. Uh, when they asked him to stay a longer time with them, he did not consent. This was Paul when he went to um, Ephesus. But took leave of them, saying... I must by all means keep this uh, I must by all means keep this coming feast in Jerusalem but I will return again to you God willing and he sailed from emphasis uh, to go to uh, uh, to return to Antioch but remember what he says because he had to keep this coming feast yeah. and you had also first Corinthians 5 7 through 8 that we read earlier. So the scripture also reveals that all mankind will observe God's holy days after the return of Jesus Christ. And this is referenced in the Old Testament, Zechariah 14, 16. Yes. So, also Revelation. Yes. So you have something you wanted to read there? Well, uh, let me just say the Apostle Paul uh, repeated the Passover instructions about the bread and the wine yes. in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three, He said, For I have received of the Lord yes. that which also I deliver unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. Mm. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, yes. Take, eat. This is my body, yes. which is broken for you. Yes. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also, he took the cup. When he had supped it, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. Mm -hmm. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye drink this bread and Often if you eat this bread, bread okay. and drink this cup, you shall do show the Lord's death till he come. Wow, what a mighty God we serve. And when he comes, just mm -hmm. to note that, that he is also coming to observe uh -oh. the feast. And he reminded the church 
both Jews and Gentiles of the vital importance of this memorial that represents Christ's death and a renewal of our commitment to God made at the baptism. Praise God. Yeah, so I just love this whole, we will be celebrating Passover. Um, it may be an unfortunate time that we can't have more people, but uh, we will be doing it in observance of this coming spring feast, uh, the Passover that will lead to um, the Feast of the Unleavened Bread. Lord, we just thank you for uh, giving us wisdom and knowledge because you say that you are not the author of confusion, yes. but power and authority. And we just ask, Father, as we pray, uh, there is a virus that's going on, going through the world right now. And many people are fearful. Many people are not paying attention to the warning signs. Uh, throughout the Bible are warning signs for us to come into the truth. Yes. There's always, this is a Bible is an operating manual on how to survive this uh, apparent calamity, dear Lord. And we just pray for those families, dear Lord, and all our loved ones and your loved ones that no weapon formed against them prosper yes. during this time of uncertainty. But know that if your feet are planted on solid ground, yes, the rock, then the rock there's, and if you believe with all your heart, and if you repent of all your sin, then God will make a way where there appears to be no way. So we just thank you, Father, thank you, Lord. for grace and mercy, yes. for deliverance yes. of your people out of darkness and into your marvelous light. Yes. We just give you glory and honor and praise. In the mighty name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen. So just, oh, got to join, uh, become a, a, a sponsor, uh, just like Dr. Elton Powell. Uh, he's with Dynamic Spine and Wellness Center. You can visit his website at dynamicspineandwellness.com or just call him at 850-402-9661 and tell him that the Stone Builders sent you over. All right, we're Until out. next week, praise God. Yes.